Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father. None of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by none other than Tyler Big Herbert Herbot. What's going on? And Trey Stinky Fingers, Jose. What's the haps on the craps, baby? Haps on the craps is rookies. Rookie projections. Starting with the quarterback position <laughs> today on the Fantasy Football Fathers podcast. I think one of my favorite times of year of the year is reviewing rookies and busting out the tape and watching a little tape and developing our own personal opinions on all the rookies coming into the next draft class um, and then comparing that to what actually ends up happening um, throughout the years. So I'm super excited. We're starting off with the quarterbacks. The next few weeks we'll do running backs, wide receivers, and of course the almighty tight end position and uh, build up to the highly anticipated NFL draft. It's the best time of year, man. There's so much excitement in the air. Everybody thinks their team's got a chance. And then they go and trade Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Least excited I've been, I guess. Um, knowing what's what's to come but uh as a packers fan but who knows maybe jordan love is is the next 20 year quarterback for the packers and then i can shove it all back in your guys's faces maybe if you guys get three in a row i swear to god fuck your franchise (laughs) (laughs) it's my entire life life will be hall of fame quarterback play that would be incredible um but this time yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, don't so, forget yeah, our Twitters today, and whatnot. Oh, yeah, Twitter, uh, at the FF Fathers on Twitter. That is where we live on the twit. And, uh, you know, I don't know if, you, if you're if you new to the show. It's uh, a couple years old now. Um, it's a good old meat potato podcast talking about football and, and fantasy football. So we're we're all longtime players of fantasy football. Uh, one of our passions, one of our hobbies, and um, so we just like to drink beer and talk about it online. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, today we have the quarterback rookies. We all have our top five. Um, NFL draft obviously has not occurred yet; has not happened. Um. So the way we're looking at these players is kind of just more of a projection uh, as to how successful we think they'll be coming out of the gate um, as rookies for, you know, at the quarterback position. Um, A little bit into fantasy as well, obviously we'll dip into, but once the NFL draft happens and we actually know where all these guys go and land, then we'll dive deep much or much deeper into kind of their fantasy outlook for year one and beyond. Um, it's just, you really never know until you know where they're actually going to play football at until y- you can really put a strong analysis together on their fantasy outlook. So this is more on the player profile and how we project them and what they'll do in the NFL as, as just a, an NFL quarterback. Correct or wrong? Nope. That's perfect. It's like you're reading off a script. Always perfect. <laughs> I'm like Wheezy, baby. That's all off the top of the dome. But uh, let's get right into these rankings. Do we want to start at the top or start at five? Ooh, we can go reverse order. Let's start. We can start at five. I kind of like that. Start at five? Yeah. Okay. Starts with it. Let's start at five then. Um, let's see. Tyler and I both have Hendon Hooker at the five spot for the top five quarterbacks coming into this draft um so that's really our consensus number five quarterback here six foot four 218 pounds he is 25 years old 
old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, so no, he's, easily he's the oldest. For... Yeah, easily the oldest uh, quarterback in this draft. Um, finished fifth in Heisman voting in 2022. <clears throat> Had three years at Virginia Tech, then two years at Tennessee. Um, where this last 2022 year was really his best year. Uh, but in the last two years, in 2021 and 2022, he had an incredible touchdown to, to interception ratio, which I really liked. You know, when that, when you just look at the stats, the spreadsheet, 31 touchdowns and three interceptions in 2021, 27 touchdowns and two interceptions in 2022. But for me, um, I guess I'll just start here with my analysis and then let you guys go ahead and say what say your piece. But um, when I was watching the tape, like, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the Tennessee offense as a whole was just weird to me. They would have four receivers spread out, and then on one side they'd have two receivers actually running routes, and on the other side the other two receivers were just jogging. Like, they weren't running routes. Um, literally just jogging like five to 10 yards and not doing anything. And head and hooker would be looking at the side of the field where obviously the two wide receivers were actually running some sort of scripted route. And I just thought it was weird. And and it was really hard to judge like his ability to read and, and, you know, read defense because it felt like everything was just set up. Like, I don't know if the coaches thought, he couldn't read defenses and so they had to like split the field for him and make it easy is I guess what they were thinking. But a lot of times it was just, it was dumb. And then when all four wide receivers would actually run a route, everything looked like predetermined. Like they told him, Hey, you're throwing the ball to this guy, you know, no matter what on this play, because he would barely look off defenders would be staring at his receivers and a lot of times, you know, it didn't work out. And so, um, you know, I thought he was accurate when, when the first read is there. I thought he was really, really accurate. He can get the ball where it needs to be. But if that first read isn't there, there wasn't a whole lot more after that. Did not really escape very well or try to often at all. And so... I just didn't see a whole lot that jumped off the tape to me. I think it's weird at 25 years old, you still can't, you know, operate a full offense and read defenses efficiently is the vibe that I was getting, which, you know, going in as a 25 year old rookie to the NFL does not bode well uh, for your future. So that's kind of where, where I'm at with him. I'm not super excited. My comp was kind of like Desmond Ritter ish, but maybe not even Desmond Ritter. So I'm not super excited about Hendon Hooker. I have seen some people that are, and I just, I'm not seeing it. I mean, I, I'm higher on him than I think you are. Um, part of the offense that he's running was, is a product of Josh Heupel being the head coach. Um, if you look at his previous stop, uh, he was a, he was a head coach at UCF and then the OC at Missouri and Utah State, and they kind of had similar offensive schemes it's kind of the way he runs his offense he wants to keep it simple and they attack so much down the field that's the one thing thing that is nice it's it's not like he's running a west coast offense where it's a bunch of quick and easy reads he is having to throw the ball down the field pretty often and again it's more of just hypel's offensive philosophy of focusing on a single side of the field um now how defenses yeah i mean i I don't think it's great either but if you look at it, if you go back and look at his tape from like Virginia Tech, they ran more of a pro style offense, and he did get through his reads pretty well then. So, see him, see him there. He's not a great athlete. He's a little twitchier than I think people will give him credit for. Where like he can make sudden moves to get out of the pocket if need be. Um, at, in Tennessee, he didn't have to do a ton of it. He's not a great athlete though. It's not like he's gonna you know go out here and kill you. Um, with his legs, he kind of uses them you know, at the bare minimum when he kind of needs to. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those guys. The biggest concern is that he is 25. He's coming off an ACL t- tear as well, as well. Um, and so how quickly is he going to be able to be ready to come back and, and play? I, I know ACL tears in today's world are not the same as they were 10, 15 years ago. Um, 
you know, guys can tend to get back sooner. But you always see some guys have a little tr- more trouble getting back if the knee takes longer to to strengthen up. So that's my biggest biggest concern. I know there was one guy, um, Tanabon for ESPN. He used to be the GM of the Jets, and this might tell you why they he's no longer the GM of the Jets because they can never find a quarterback. He loves <laughs> Hendon Hooker. <laughs> he had and he put out a, out a mock draft on base, and he does it based off of like the GM spot and what he thinks every team should do at the position they're. they're they're drafted from instead of like trying to project picks. And he said that if he was the GM of the Seahawks, he would take Hendon Hooker at fifth overall. And I thought he wow. was absolutely out of his mind. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I could see Hooker being one of those guys that sneaks into the back end of the first round, kind of like what Baltimore did when they picked up Lamar Jackson. Um, if if a team falls in love with them, but he's not even on the, you know, talent level or have that kind of ceiling that Lamar Jackson did. So more than likely, Hendon oh. Hooker is drafted somewhere in the second, could possibly drop to the third round. Yeah, I think you guys touched on all the points. But looking at his stats, one thing that really sticks out to me is the fact that he's thrown like 31 touchdowns on 200 completions two years ago. And last year, 27 touchdowns on 229 completions. That, that's basically like one touchdown every seven completions, which is yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't again, turn the I mean, ball and, over, which is, is great. But that could have been yeah. due to the offense that they were running as well. It's still they the SEC, like said, though. It's a very – it's a it yeah, is. SEC talent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. It's one of those ones that like he needs to find the right spot to be able to kind of flourish. And I think, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But at any rate, you know, a third round quarterback—that's not a whole lot of draft capital that a team is spending on a quarterback. So likely not going to be a a plug in, you know, play starter in the NFL, you know, uh, year one. So not a whole lot of fantasy upside when we bring it back to a a fantasy discussion. Someone you would have to, you know, in your rookie drafts, maybe pick up in the third round and hold on to and see see what happens. But uh, oh yeah, and your <coughs> I mean, if you draft him, he's yeah. gonna be a uh, he's gonna be a, a like a taxi squad player for you for probably a couple of years if you're willing to hold on on to him for that long. Right. Uh, let's move on to number four on our list here. Will Levis out of Kentucky, six foot three, 222 pounds. Uh, Will is 23 years old, did two years at Penn state and then transferred to Kentucky for the 2021, 2022 season. Uh, put up some, some decent numbers. Um, but I think what, you know, obviously really stands out about Will Levis is he's got a really strong arm. Dude's got a cannon for sure. Naturally, extremely strong arm, you know, a big body guy can effortlessly chuck the rock downfield. You know, my analysis was I definitely watched the Georgia tape again. I like watching all these guys who played against Georgia because Georgia was basically an NFL, you know, uh, an NFL defense in college or just as close as you can get. Um, and he had some nice designed runs against Georgia, which I thought was well, and obviously did that throughout the two years at Kentucky. Um, and he's got athleticism, you know, like this was, it's a pretty, close to Josh Allen type of comp where it's, you know, a big body athletic kid who can run has a big arm, just isn't very accurate with it. And, you know, I like to say like, he's an athlete, but he's not an athletic thrower of the football. And by that, I mean, he like struggles with accuracy on off platform throws, uh, or when he's, you know, trying to make a throw off the, off, while scrambling or on the run seems like he kind of struggles with those type of throws, those more athletic throws versus, you know, when he can just stand there, get into his normal mechanics and deliver a ball, he's more accurate that way. But, um, 
I think teams might get excited about him just because of Josh Allen's, you know, remarkable. A lot of people didn't like Josh Allen, you know, coming in to the NFL draft when he was a rookie. And a lot of it had to do with his accuracy, right? Same kind of story with, with Will Levis here. So I'm not saying he's going to turn into Josh Allen. Josh Allen made quite a remarkable leap. Um, but he has the physical tools to be an effective runner and the body size um, to take hits at the next level. So could be kind of a sleeper fantasy running back or quarterback uh, in the draft. Yeah, real quick, is yeah, it just sure. me or do his stats look like garbage? They're they're not strong. Um, his no, junior year at Kentucky not. was much better than his senior year at Kentucky. Um, and that's the thing that is the biggest, most concerning, I think, when it comes to him. I know he was dealing with some injuries last year. It kind of played him throughout most season. He lost some of his playmakers from the year before, like, you know, Wandale Robinson Jr., who was who got drafted to to the Giants. Um, so there's that. But the biggest thing, thing I see is, like, it's not only the inaccuracy, one, especially off-platform, but he, he doesn't read the field that well either. Um, he's one of those guys that ends up right. getting stuck on his first read pretty often. And, and, you know, it's hard for him to go from the first to second. And after the second, it's pretty much it's over. Um, I, I don't think I have ever even once saw him really get to a third or a fourth read, even though they were playing a pro style offense. So there are reads on the backside of the field that he could have gotten to, but wasn't able to get there. Um, that's my big, big, biggest concern with him is it's his decision making. It's, it's, it's not great. And, you know, it is it was very similar to Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a very common comp for him because of that big, raw. Yeah athletic super athletic like he could be a guy who ends up becoming like a josh allen in terms of like what he what we see he can do as you said with his physical tools but yeah the one thing too like not only is it big arm have you like he has a lightning quick release i mean that ball is out of his hands yeah, and flash it's a suit for how big he is is a very compact throwing motion which really bodes well for him because that shows that you know with better footwork and being and learning how to read the defense properly he could end up absolutely being a you know a, a Pro Bowl or even All Pro quarterback in the in the first probably five years of his career. He we just got to see what team he goes to and how they can develop him. Because obviously Josh Allen made that huge you know third year leap, which you hear a lot about with quarterbacks. Um, but so much of that go, depends on where he goes to and what team is developing him. So like, based off like what we've been talking about. The only reason Hen Hooker is rated lower than Will Levis is because Will Levis has a higher potential, right? Yeah. That, that's the vibe so. that I'm getting. Especially in fantasy, just because of the ability to run and, you know, be a, a game changer in that fashion. In the strong arm, you know. But the, yeah. sometimes the things between the ears, like Tyler was mentioning, is decision-making. That's sometimes the hardest thing to to get better at, especially at the NFL level, because everyone is so good and everyone's so fast, you know, you got to be able yeah. to anticipate uh, much better than when you did in college. So the fact he struggled with that, but you know, the fact that he struggled with that is alarming for sure, you know, um, but something that can be improved for sure. But it's just going to take yeah. time. Like both as Hendon hooker and will Levis are both going to be a bit of projects. So, if they're on your fantasy dynasty roster, you're going to have to wait probably a, a decent amount of time before they are ever considered startable. Yeah. And I would say this too, when it comes to the potential of the top four guys versus Hendon hooker, the top four guys potential and their ceilings are much, much higher. I see Hendon hooker as, you know, becoming at one point in his career, a good starter, maybe like a top half of the league starter, but not, but I think the other four guys all have the potential to be absolute stars in the league where Hendon Hooker, I could see being, you know, a more athletic Kirk cousin. And again, Hendon Hooker is 25 years old. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's worrisome. And a lot of it could have been just the Tennessee offensive scheme. That's throwing me off here, but I, I just wish I could have seen more out of Hendon Hooker. Like, yeah, Will Levis barely got to his third or fourth read. Hendon Hooker barely got to a second read. You know, like he was, <laughs> it was one read and and done. And and it's not all his fault. A lot of times, you know, half his receivers weren't running routes, which definitely limits your ability to uh to go to multiple reads. But 
Yeah, that's. I guess that's what I would say to your question, Trey. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to number three here. Uh, we have Anthony Richardson at number three, quarterback Ooh. out of Florida. <laughs> Six foot four, two hundred and forty-four freaking pounds. Trey's of age. A lot of people are drinking the Kool-Aid on him and for good reason. I mean, he's was an absolute freak at the combine. Um forty and a half inch vertical. That was a record. Ten uh ten nine broad jump, also a record. He ran a four 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 forty which was the fourth best of all time, only behind Michael Vick at a 4-3-3, Robert Griffin at a 4-3-3, and then Reggie McNeil at a 4-4. Four, four. Who? Um, Who? So for his size, <laughs> I, I don't know who Reggie McNeil is, but um, for his size, that's super impressive, obviously. Um, You know, when I watch the tape and go back and watch it and – uh, you know, watch Anthony Richardson, obviously elite arm strength and can flick the ball down the field, like super impressive with the arm strength, similar to, to Will Levis, if not stronger. Um, and what I saw, like he seemed to be more accurate on deep throws than in the short game, which might have to do with, uh, with his technique on on short throws um maybe he's trying to rein the, the arm strength back and it's affecting his accuracy but super accurate down the field not so much in the short game uh which i think hurts his projection because uh, he's gonna have to get better at that but obviously elite athleticism um the nfl you know moving towards mobile qbs that can make plays on the run and also run the ball themselves you know if he if AR-15, which is a sweet nickname, uh, can be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> consistently accurate and improve his uh, pre- improve the use of his eyes, which was kind of another down take I saw with him um, in reading defenses. I think he really could be the best quarterback in this draft, um, not only for real football, but especially for fantasy football, if he can put it all together, just because he's a, he's a specimen. Um, you know, I saw moments where he he didn't seem to be using his eyes properly, and I you know I can't accurately predict that because maybe it was what he's being told to do, but kind of staring down receivers, not looking in the right direction, missing you know open second and third reads when he's focused on the first, um, and not really properly looking off safeties. So that that worried me a bit, but you know obviously the guy the sky's the limit. Like it could be a Josh Allen, but faster. You know, the size is there, the athleticism is there, the arm strength is there. Similar to Will Levis, just has to kind of put it all together, get get a little bit more accurate on the short throws and, and get a little bit better using his eyes and, and reading defenses. Yeah, you, you dude, touched on everything like pretty perfectly. But I just want to say real quick, I don't got much to say, but like, the whole hope, right, is like he's going to be like Josh Allen, but better, like you said. and. I mean, as far as like all these quarterbacks, this is a guy I think has the highest ceiling. Am I am I wrong with that? He has the highest ceiling, like by far. He definitely does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone really disagrees with that. It's more like, is he gonna be able to fill to fulfill that? Because it's uh, gonna be a lot of work. He's probably the most raw prospect out of the top quarterbacks. But I mean, the dude is built like Cam Newton and runs like Lamar Jackson. Uh, like. Yeah. And, and- and he's had one full season as a starter. Correct. He's only played in like 17 games in college or something like or something along those lines. So it's a super low or super small sample size for him. And that's where, you know, that's he just needs to get, get more time underneath his belt. Um, honestly, I think one guy you can compare him to recently out of the draft is a guy like Trey Lance, who big can run, but played very little football in college between you know, be behind another starter plus an injury. And I think same thing. I think he only had 14 games in college where he got drafted to the Niners. And we haven't been able to see what he's been able to do, the, do there because he was a backup and then he got hurt again. So it's one of those same things. Like, he's got to go to the right situation. 
Uh, I mean, honestly, I really would have wished if uh, Carolina didn't trade up to number one and if he was available at number nine, I really liked him going to Carolina personally because you're under Frank Reich, who we know is a QB whisperer, and I think we'll give him the time to develop if, if need be. Whereas I worry a little bit about him going to another team and they're trying to thrust him into the starting lineup right away because I don't think he's going to be ready as a rookie. Yeah, I maybe that's part of why Carolina traded up is because, you know, they knew Anthony Richardson would be a, a project and they wanted someone that could come in and be more of a an immediate starter. So, you know, either way, Anthony Richardson's going to take some time to develop. There might be a team like the Colts that draft him and, and plug him in right away and just roll the dice. But for fantasy purposes, like, I don't blame you taking Anthony Richardson before the other quarterbacks just because of the incredible ceiling and the rushing ability. But just know that, you know, if if your rookie draft is before the NFL draft, he could go somewhere like Seattle where he's sitting for two, maybe even three years before he sees the field. So well, that'd be a I don't think anyone's that's... having their like rookie draft before the NFL draft, right? Some leagues Probably do. Probably not. Yeah, I, that, that seems Some crazy to me. Like, I would like to at least know where the t- where they land before you draft them. But honestly, a team like Seattle might be the best spot for him because he can sit. And you know, he's going to sit for a couple of years, so he can really, yeah. you know, learn and develop. Um, I don't. I honestly, I'll tell right now. I don't want the Seahawks to draft him at five. We have other needs. And I'm just <laughs> personally, I'm praying Will Will Anderson falls to five. Someone jumps. I'm hoping like Tennessee or Atlanta. Somebody jumps up to number three for with the Cardinals. Then you go quarterback, 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 quarterback for the first four yeah. picks. Will Anderson Jr. right in the Seahawks' lap, and we got an all-pro uh, outside linebacker for the, the next 10 years. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, but bef- be- before we move on, I, I just want to kind of hop on your your Trey Lance thing. I, honestly, I think he kind of reminds me of Justin Fields, not really like, uh, passing-wise, but in the, in the fact that you know young running quarterbacks are so valuable. The first year that Justin Fields with, with uh, he was with Chicago, it didn't really work out like that. But once they started running the ball with him, Justin Fields became a top seven quarterback. And I, you, know, you touched on a little bit, you know, when you were talking about how valuable running quarterbacks are, and I really think that's what puts this guy head and shoulders above everybody else because he can run the ball, and he's very good at it. He's very big. It, that's why I like him the most out of all these quarterbacks. Once Chicago started using Justin Fields like a running quarterback, it completely changed everything. So that's why I no, really sure. like him from a fantasy standpoint. It, it it could work out pretty well for him in the right situation, like you were saying. I mean, the last, what, 10 weeks of the season, Justin Fields is putting up running back numbers. <laughs> and then you add on another, you know, 150 to 225 yards passing. And like, it was just, you know, icing on top. I don't know if you guys remember, but like in the first three weeks of the season, we're just like, fuck this guy. It's all fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Give up on everything. But yeah, you know, things change. And yeah, he became a a great quarterback for you. So you really can't underestimate someone with that size, with that athleticism, if they're in the right situation with a coach that wants to run the ball with them. Yeah. And well, and the thing about him is like, it's not just like a good runner. Like he's an athletic freak. Like one that I don't think we've seen, you know, in a in since quite Cam some time. Newton. Um, yeah, but he really runs better than Cam, Cam Newton, Newton, but he's faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's faster. Yeah. He jumps higher, and you know, like his combine was incredible. So it's like I agree with you. The the ceiling is you know unlimited, really. Um, it's just can he put it all together, and so. I'm not mad at it. If you want to take your shot and, you know, draft Anthony Richardson above Bryce Young and, and, um, and CJ Stroud, you know, in your upcoming rookie draft, if you, if you want to take your shot, I, I don't hate it, honestly, because it could be the right move. Um, you just might have to wait a while before, you know, you get to cash that check. So, absolutely. Honestly, regardless of where he uh, goes, I wouldn't be surprised that it, in rookie drafts, if, he ends up being the first rookie drafted um, in when it comes to the fantasy. Um, I could see that happening just because the potential is there. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised by that by any means. Yeah. 
All right, let's move on. Um, bit of a mix-up here at the top. Yes, I have um, I have Bryce Young as my number two quarterback, and I think I'm alone on that. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, Tyler, I got Bryce I got Bryce Young, one, Bryce right? Young number one. Yep. Um, so since I got number one, let me let me jump in on this. I mean, honestly, the only thing that's a knock against Bryce Young is his size. It's the only thing. If he was your traditional 6'3", 215, 220 type quarterback, we've been talking about him the same way we talked about Trevor Lawrence. That's how good he is. He checks every single box except for the size. Um, I mean, he plays with insane poise. If you talk to like his family and his coach and stuff, he's had a they've said he's had a professional mindset since he was like 12 years old. He just like nothing phases him. He's all about business you know, move it forward, you know, learn, keep going. Like he just does it. And like, he's a good at, like he's a decent athlete where he, you can see he makes plays out of the pocket, um, can extend plays, can run, has a good arm, can make all the NFL throws. It's not an elite arm. It's not this, you know, the arm of like the Richardson's or, or the Levis of this draft, but he can make all the throws. And he's extremely tough because he is small. And he does, he did take a quite a few sacks, especially this last year at Alabama with their offense line, not being as good as it has been in, years previous the dude just he just keeps getting up he's super tough which i love to see a guy who's just a fighter but also has all the talent in the world again the only knock against him is his size yep um yeah it's it's really close for me like this is a bit of a toss-up honestly and and part of it is i i really think caroline is going cj stroud at number one and I think whoever goes to Carolina has a better um has a better chance to be successful out of the gate than being in Houston. Um but yeah, I mean Bryce Young, five ten, he weighed in at two hundred and four pounds of the combine, where I think that's the heaviest he's ever weighed. <laughs> and so he didn't work out. Yeah. You know, is he really two oh four? I don't think that's his playing weight. I think he's gonna be more around one ninety ish. Maybe a little bigger than that, but uh, I agree. I think he, I think he threw on weight for the combine because they want to try to alleviate oh, yeah. those fears. He wanted to get above two hundred, and even at two hundred four, that's still like the smallest weight I think uh, for a rookie quarterback in quite some time. Um, you know, to be drafted like 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 at in the top few picks. Um, 21 years of age, you know, won the Heisman in 2021, obviously finished sixth in 2022. Um, you know, when I watched the tape, obviously, I mean, nothing new, extremely elusive uh, when scrambling and makes accurate throws on the run with off platform throws, much like a, you know, second baseman or, uh, you know, like a Patrick Mahomes type, type of, uh, arm angles and he's an elite processor and has really good pocket presence as well which is great you definitely you definitely want that out of a quarterback who's 5'10 if you if you if you're 5'10 and you want to play quarterback you better be smart you better be elite at reading defenses and going through your reads and and Bryce Young is all of that for sure Um, he has all the intangibles all the fundamentals you know he's an athletic thrower again um, and incredible arm angles and, and makes plays uh, that that other guys just can't make. And, you know, I think the size obviously is concerning. I think it's a little bit of the Kyler Murray effect. You know, he weighed in at 5'10", 207 um, at the Combine. You know, when Murray was coming out, he was compared a lot to like a Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, basically because of his size. But I think Bryce is actually much closer of a comparison to Russell Wilson or or Drew Brees is than Kyler Murray um, because of his high IQ and his ability to see the game um, and his professionalism. Um, So I think, you know, the only reason Kyler was compared to those two was his size. And there really had never been other QBs with that kind of arm talent that were that size to compare you know, to Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. So, um, again, I think, I think Carolina goes with Stroud. Um, and I think Stroud will be in a better position year one, um, than young in, in Houston. But, um, 
but both great, you know, quarterbacks. And I think Bryce Young will be effective and productive in the NFL. Let's just hope he can withstand the the hits, which I think he can. Uh, he's a tough kid, but he is small for sure. But I mean, he he literally has everything you want in a quarterback. So yeah, there's not a whole lot to 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 knock him down for besides the size. Alabama has a good history of quarterbacks going to the NFL of recent years. You know, yeah, recent history, yes. Yeah, yeah, which is what really matters. You know, we're talking about the times of now, and it's definitely interesting. I was looking this up. He's smaller than Russell Wilson, and everyone thinks Russell yeah. Wilson's so small. So that yeah, that kind of perspective. I think I listed at the same height, but I mean Russell comes in at a very solid, probably two twenty. Yeah, it, according to Sleeper, which is you know not the end all be all, he's five eleven. Russell Wilson is five eleven, and two hundred fifteen pounds. Yeah, I mean, at playing weight, I'm. I would say Russell probably has about thirty pounds on him, you know. And just looking at their body types, like Russell looks a lot sturdier, you know, than uh, than Bryce Young. But if I had to compare, you know, someone to Bryce Young, it would be Russell Wilson, not just because of the size, but because of the play style as well. You know, like Bryce Young can run. He's not the fastest guy, but he can make plays. He's quick. I would say he's more quick than fast. You know. Yeah more agile than fast. Um, but he'll make plays on the run when he has to. But his, you know, best trait is all the things between the ears. Like, he's an elite processor. Like, he goes through multiple reads, four reads, five reads. Like, Oh, yeah, he sees the entire field. That's just something, yeah, and that's just something you do not see out of a lot of, uh, out of, a lot of these quarterbacks. And so it's super impressive, you know to be at that level already he's a 21 year old kid like only going to get better so my fear is i just hope he can withstand it that's it yeah and it should be noted too i mean i know some people are worried about like his stats dropping off from his junior year to his senior year or sophomore whatever you know his last two seasons but i think it's better receivers Yeah, yeah exactly like his offensive playmakers and offenses in general was really depleted from the year before i mean i'll ask you guys yeah. this, this right now can you name one other offensive player that's being talked about from for Alabama in this year's draft? No, the receivers were, you know, he had like Mechie and everything in 2021, like 2022. I don't even know whose receivers were. You know? Exactly. There's one guy, and it's the running back, Jameer Gibbs, who is yeah, being looked Jameer at Gibbs. as like a second round pick at right. the at the high end, you know? So like he just he lost all of his playmakers and still went out there and had a good a solid year. I mean, he had, he put up decent numbers, was still super efficient. Um, didn't throw you know touchdown to pick ratio is still good. Like he's just a guy. Like I have no problem betting on him. The biggest thing is like you said, I think whoever goes number one to Carolina will automatically have a have more success early in their career because of where Carolina's at as a team versus where Houston's at as a team. So let me ask you this, Tyler. Why do you have Bryce Young ahead of C.J. Stroud? I think he has a higher ceiling. So even though it might take him a little longer to get there in terms of team success, I think he's like like I said. I Bryce Young, we'd be outside if you took away his size and we were looking at just you know what he can do on the field. We would talk about him like we were Trevor Lawrence being one of the best QB prospects that we've seen in the last, you know, 20 or 30 years. That's the thing, like his his size will never change. That's one thing that he can't <laughs> change or get better at. Or hey, improve, maybe he right? maybe he gets a growth spurt. <laughs> yeah, I think he's I think that uh, ship has sailed. I think uh Dennis happens, Robin man. did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, second puberty. You, you you continue oh, to grow until you're 25 years old. All right, he's got a few more years to get there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> he just sprouts four inches. Like, um, uh, for me, I have C.J. Stroud at at number one, and uh, so let's talk C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. Six three two fifteen uh, is what he came in at. Twenty one years of age. Uh, finished fourth in Heisman in 2021, third in 2022, 
And um, to me, I think he's just the safest pick at QB this year. Um, has all the size, the tools to be a really good NFL QB. Um, you know, I rewatched the Georgia tape and like just an incredible, really an incredible performance. Like probably his Stroud best game of the season. Game. Definitely his best game probably of his career. Um, just be given the moment, you know, like that's when you really want to see if guys, you know, do they, do they rise up and, you know, meet the moment and, you know, perform or do they crumble under pressure? And that's about as much, as much pressure as you can get, you know, prior to playing in, you know, important NFL playoff games. And, you know, he went out there and he balled out against a defense that was, you know, NFL caliber. So, I mean, to me, that's like what I really needed to see for him to be my number one quarterback. And, and he definitely performed. I mean, didn't run much in college, but did have designed runs. And um, I thought he excelled at making plays downfield after escaping the pressure, um, especially against Georgia, which is incredibly valuable at the next level. If you can do that, you know, escape pressure, first of all, know that pressure is there and then escape and then make an accurate throw downfield and make plays. That's super valuable at the next level. Um, all the top guys, you know, all the top quarterbacks in the league for the most part can do that very well. Um, you know, I thought he was surgical with his decision-making, uh, much like Bryce Young. Um, always seemed to be making the right decision at the right time and accurate throws and then take shots, you know, when he, when he sees a good opportunity, but doesn't force it. Um, I loved his ability to read and, and just his feel for the game. Um, but one thing I will say is he did always, at least in the last two years, have really elite receivers, uh, to throw the ball to, which definitely helps make you look good. Um, you know, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and then this year, Jackson Smith, Najigba, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Like all of those guys are first round NFL wide receivers. Obviously, we've seen Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, probably future stars in the league. Jackson Smith, uh, Najigba, and Marvin Harrison probably will be too. So um, he had a lot of help <laughs> outside. <laughs> yeah. But you know, great arm strength. I wouldn't say his arm strength is elite, like an Anthony, Anthony Richardson or, or Will Levis, but still really good arm strength. Uh, makes all the throws. And, you know, again, for me, like, he played at his best level against the best college defense, um, you know, in, in the nation. And that's, you know, that's what kind of did it for me. It was like, okay, you know, like, he can do that at a very high level against a really elite defense and make play after play. So for me, he's my number one quarterback. I think he's going to Carolina. I think he's going to be set up for success with a team that can run the ball. Um, you know, he's going to have Frank Wright, who you said is the QB whisperer. Um, he's also going to have Josh McCown as his quarterback's coach, um, which I like a lot, you know, a, long time NFL backup, a lot of knowledge there. And then he's got Andy Dalton too backing him up. A lot of a lot of history there for Andy Dalton. So he's got three guys that he can lean on and really, you know, grow as a as a quarterback. Those are really good points. Yeah, like and, and, and I get all and obviously we're we're projecting him actually going number one overall. I know that's what all the rumors are saying, but there's a lot of rumors this time of year. Um yeah, and a lot of bullshit, and they don't always sure. always come through. Yeah, I mean, remember when when the Niners traded up trade up to get yeah. Trey Lance? Yeah, when the Niners traded up to get Trey Lance, everyone thought they were going after after Mac Jones. Everybody thought it was Mac Jones, and then it ended up being Trey Lance. I thought so, it was Trey Lance, but. so you know it's projection. But in regards to CJ to CJ Stroud, um, as you mentioned, like the elite talent that's around him is something I think you don't want to knock him for. It's not his fault. He played with such elite talent. But at the same time, like how much easier was it for him to, to hit open receivers because they were always open. 
You know, how, how often do you have to <laughs> yeah, yeah. really make that that really tough read? Um, and not to mention, too, and I don't want to you don't want to hold this against them, but. Ohio State doesn't have a very good history of successful quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I was like, is that concerning? The fact that. A little bit. The only people uh, they really produce, like, has been like, what, Justin Fields, who's still, he's very young in his career. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, he's the only one who's had some success. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, you know, you know. He's in the soul. XFL, wasn't he? No, oh, no, no, never mind. No, he, he, he was signed. Yeah, he, remember, he, he uh, they, messed uh, up and was some weird uh, story with Dwayne, you know. Um, but don't I mean, jaywalk, he didn't, people. He didn't show a whole lot of promise um as a as a quarterback yet and you go back even a little bit farther you go back to like Harrell Pryor like there's just not a lot of history god with Ohio damn State. you <laughs> don't bring those I memories was, up i knew it wasn't gonna rise out of him uh it's just Long, longest run in quarter in, in nfl history by a quarterback Harrell Pryor on the raiders yeah anyway cool hey, i would sorry. say cj stroud is though a much more complete prospect than any of those any of those guys like could could be, but I, I mean, they by, were by strides. I mean, oh, hold up. what about and Justin Fields are both, you know, top 10 picks. What I about know, but... Craig Krenzel? Did you just go back to like 1940 for that? That's <laughs> no, 2002. It's just a good name. I'm sorry. I, I derailed <laughs> the game as we're saying. Oh, Craig. Yeah. So just, yeah, it's one no, of those things. I mean, and, and my worry with that, too, is because under Haskins and Justin Fields, it's the same coaching staff that's still there now. So how well, how good are they actually at developing the prospect? Uh, you're cutting in and out on, on me. What did you well, say? Decent, right? Say it again. So, yeah, so when it comes to, like, Justin Fields and Dwayne Haskins, it's the same coaching staff there now that was there with them. It's still Ryan Day. And that coaches have so so far they actually haven't shown be able to have their QB prospects translate into a really good NFL quarterback. Justin Fields book is still being yeah it's still being written on Justin Fields. I mean yeah he's getting better for sure and is elite in some aspects already. Yeah, uh, but that's just because of his natural athleticism, not because he was a right great quarterback. You know his running but ability I, is not having to do with him being a quarterback. I think CJ Stroud is a much more polished pocket passer than than Justin Fields especially was coming out of college and you know maybe even is already still right now. Um so I I don't know. I I think it's a bit unfair to compare him to, you know, previous guys and, and say he's not going to be a good NFL quarterback because all these other guys weren't. Well, I didn't I didn't when, say he's going to be a, be a they had the same coach. <laughs> I didn't, say, I didn't say he was going to be, be a bad NFL quarterback. I'm just saying, like, that. those are the doubts I have when I when it comes to the rankings, really. You know, we're talking about him versus yeah. Bryce Young, essentially. That's what I see. I see Bryce Young already making and reading every single defense and, and being able to make every throw, where C.J. Stroud is still learning that. Yeah, I would uh, – I think he's pretty good at reading defenses already, but <laughs> – He's maybe not to the Bryce Young level of of IQ, but I think he's up there. I really do. I I think he's pretty close. Um, you know, for a rookie going into the NFL, so I just think that I think he's a complete package. And you know, the whole receiver thing is like, yes, it's a it maybe is a bit of a knock because he had elite receivers, but it also shows that he can play with NFL talent at receiver you know those are all nfl guys and he's been throwing the ball to them for the last two years you know he's used to that kind of speed and that kind of uh playmaking ability on the outside so it can be looked at as a you know a down tick but also maybe an uptick because he's used to that type of speed and that type of receiver yeah could very well could be like i'm not trying to knock CJ Stroud and saying that, say he's gonna be a poor quarterback. I don't think that at all. I think he's going to be successful here. It's just like, those are just my reasoning as to why I'd have Bryce Young above him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're wrong, but all right. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're, you're both wrong. Anthony Richardson's number one, but it's all right. Yeah. 
He very well could be. And, um, I mean, it'll be so interesting to see where all these guys go because that's going to give us all the ammo that we need to really dive in deeper and, um, you know, get our true fantasy rankings for these guys established. So, uh, for sure. It's exciting, though. There's definitely a lot of upside here. There's a lot of um, talent. And, you know, I think there's going to be a couple guys out of this draft that really do become really good NFL starters. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting, to say the least. Yep. It's going to be dope, man. I can't wait for this shit. Season's yeah. starting to ramp up. Draft's coming in a couple weeks. Ooh-wee. It's going to be hot. <laughs> Um, next week or soon, we will have a running back episode. We're going to be looking at uh, about the top five running backs, according to our personal opinions. And, um, you know, I'll just make a doc and I'll just write a bunch of stuff about B. John Robinson and, and call it good. <laughs> um, so that'll be that episode. Uh, the, honestly, the most, interesting thing, the most interesting about running backs is going to be is figuring out who's going to be this year's Damian Pierce. Yeah, exactly. That's how uh, I've been approaching it. Names to talk about um, Charbonnet, Gibbs. Um, yeah, so it'll be a good episode. So keep an for eye sure. out for that one. Um, and then we'll have receivers after that and possibly tight ends either mixed in or or a tight end special well, episode. Actually, the tight yeah. ends, this is the deepest tight end draft it, I've it, seen in a long time. There's a yeah, like three or four guys that could be studs at, in the, at the next level. It's worthy of an episode. I per- I personally think so. I've been looking into it. Cause you guys know I, I'm a tight end defense guy. Oh, Trey loves so, a good tight end. Yep. I'm just, I, I'm all about it. It's <laughs> all jokes aside, I'm telling you, I love tight ends and defenses. <laughs> so uh, when it comes to fantasy football, and yes, yeah, so the tight ends, I agree with you, Tyler. It, it's going to be an interesting year. I think this might be one of the best overall drafts for tight ends in recent history. Yeah, you went on a uh, a date with the tight end on Monday, right? It turns out she played a little defense. Uh, she played a little. <laughs> she played a little too much defense. It was a loose end. <laughs> uh, All right, well that'll do it for this episode. Um, we will catch you guys on the next one, the running back rookie show. So stay tuned for that. Uh, subscribe. Holler at us on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Ratings of five stars or higher is all they allow us to accept. And uh, we appreciate you all listening, and we'll catch you next time. Later. Bye.